Grace Churchill just gave birth to a happy and healthy baby boy. Her husband, John, is thrilled, but tells Grace that he won't be able to spend much time with her and the baby due to work. To counteract this, he asks Grace to move into his mother's home for a week, so that she can help Grace take care of the baby. New grandmother, Elizabeth, seems more than happy to have them there, but it doesn't take an expert to know that something is a little off. Before long, Grace is coming across strange dilapidated rooms within the home, and she begins having eerie visions about rituals and death. Her best friend Linda tries to soothe her, but the longer she stays in the house, the more she realizes that she needs to get her son and herself out of there before something truly terrible happens. Witchcraft is yet another movie originally distributed by Troma, yay, as well as the starting point for the surprisingly long witchcraft film franchise which, as of 2020, is up to 16 films. Yes, 16. Considering I didn't even know this franchise existed until last year, that's a staggering number. Even the Friday the 13th series is only up to 12, and that includes the reboot and a crossover. But if you're as shocked with that number as I was, try not to feel too bad about it. A modicum of research reveals that the series is primarily known for its length, its relative trashiness and its tendency to reuse the same basic plot point over and over and over again. So unless you're seriously lacking some softcore porn in your life, you're not missing out on much. However, unlike the rest of the series, the origin story seems to be an outliner. Of course, that's not to say that the film is really all that much better than the films that followed it. One has to remember that this is a trauma film, and trauma is one of the kings of corny, B-movie schlock. But Witchcraft is also a bit of an outlier itself in the trauma catalog, as the film plays its horror angle pretty straight, with only a small amount of, intentional, humor or corniness. Perhaps they couldn't think of a way to shoehorn any humor into this Rosemary's Baby-inspired ripoff, or perhaps they just wanted to do something different. Whatever the case, there is only one character here that is intentionally used for comic relief, and even her antics are used sparingly. The rest of the film's humor comes from enduring the film's poor acting, bad special effects, and some of its very odd plot holes. Okay, I must admit, as far as the acting goes, it's less bad and more. May. It's actually pretty subdued as far as trauma films go. Most everyone here is pretty serious, but there are some notable moments of actors either trying too hard or just not having the chops to pull off the emotion needed to become more invested in a scene. For instance, the actress who plays Grace is overtly sweet and cute and can pull a bunnies and concern well enough, but the more overtly panicky moments just don't gel. But hey, at least the villains manage to maintain an ominous aura throughout the film. Granted, staring creepily at people isn't all that hard, but I appreciate the consistency nonetheless. As for the effects, most of it is either practical or subtle film overlays, so the viewer isn't condemned with horribly recurring CGI. As for the quality of those effects though, uh, there's a good bit of blood throughout the movie, but it's not nearly enough to make the true gore hounds happy. You do get to see a priest cursed with a horrible case of facial boils off himself, but the closer you look at it, the more that makeup looks like a caked on mess. And the less said about that sad looking, decapitated head, the happier we'll all be. Really though, my biggest issue with witchcraft had less to do with the technical side, and more to do with the plot. We're never told why Grace was chosen to be the mother of New Satin, or why she seems to be having all these supernatural experiences in the house. Is it an effect of the house? Is Grace a witch and just not know it? Are her husband and mother-in-law just jerks? No idea. If John's family is supposed to be filthy rich, then why is half the house a dilapidated mess? Even better, if they have that much money why did anyone think forcing the new mom to stay at grandma's was the best course of action instead of, say, hiring a nanny and staying at home? Or hell, forget the nanny, they could have asked Lena for help. 
She seemed more enamored with the kid than his own mother. I guarantee she would have jumped at the chance to help. And that doesn't even begin to get into the motivations of the butler, who seemed to know exactly what Elizabeth was up to but continued to work there anyway. Did he just not care, or did he fully support witchy grandma and change his mind? Alas, we'll never know. So is witchcraft any good? It's. Okay. The acting is okay. The effects are okay. And the plot is fine enough as long as you don't actually try to think about it. Basically, it's a serviceable enough B-movie as long as you don't look too hard. It is slogged down by a bunch of extended meandering scenes in order to pad out the length, but as far as trauma movies go, it ain't that bad. I'm still not sure how the hell this bland little film spawns so many sequels, and I don't think I can force myself to watch too many more if they get progressively worse from here, but the first one is interesting enough that I'm glad I gave it a go. Witchcraft is currently streaming on Amazon Prime, Vimeo On Demand and Troma Now. I didn't know they had their own streaming service. Neat. It is also available on DVD.